Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you are listening to this. Thank you so much for tuning in again to the Vibrant Flow podcast. I have an amazing episode for you today. We are diving into topics like letting go of control, surrendering, softening and becoming magnetic, letting a man be in the masculine so that you can be in the feminine, whether you are dating, single or married or in a relationship. So that's coming up and I want to thank my patrons for sponsoring this episode. You ladies are the best. I am so grateful for you and if you would like to support what I do, please consider joining my Patreon. You've got a lot of juicy stuff there for you when you join and I would love to send you a postcard. That's what I do or a letter. That's what I do uh, with everyone that joins and also make sure that you have pre-saved the song that is coming up that I wrote for you that is an anthem of and a celebration of femininity and softness and sweetness these beautiful things that we get to experience as women that we get to celebrate and be grateful for so make sure that you have pre-saved the song if you are using any of the streaming platforms that allow pre-saving and save the date August 19 that's the date when we are releasing the song and I've will have um a live streams coming up on Instagram surrounding this um this release that we're we're having guests join me on Instagram so make sure that you follow me there and join the live streams and um yeah I'm just so excited to get this song out for you because it is it is something that I want us to celebrate together and that's the point of this podcast as you know is to help you fall in love with being a woman and celebrate your femininity seeing it as a strength and a blessing and just uh, an honor to be a woman right so uh, that's what's coming up and without further ado let's jump into the episode Today we have a special guest. I am really excited for this talk with Amy Natalie, who is an empowerment coach, an embodiment guide for conscious women, spiritual seekers, and feminine leaders. She has inspired thousands of women around the world with her work centered on reconnecting women with their feminine energy and stepping into their feminine power. After going through a divorce at age 27, overcoming clinical depression and traveling around the world, Amy broke free from her old identity, reconnected with her feminine energy and stepped into her feminine leadership. Now she guides other women to choose faith over fear and create a life that is in alignment with their soul. Amy also has uh, the podcast called Feminine Frequency Podcast that I've also been listening to many a time, which is over 200,000 downloads, over 200 episodes, and it reaches women all around the globe. So welcome, Amy. So good to have you here. How are you feeling? Mm, It is such a gift to be here with you. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to contribute to your community. Today, I'm feeling really open and also a little bit like tired, but 
like working with that instead of fighting it, just like noticing it and tuning into it and listening to my body. So this morning I decided that I wasn't going to do like a, a workout because my body was just like, yeah, today is a, a slower morning. Today is a rest day. And I find that when I honor that and listen to that and choose other practices that are more in alignment with how I'm feeling, then I can show up and be here with you and, and kind of move with the energy instead of fighting it. I love that. So good. And actually that is exactly what I felt today as well. Um, um, during the afternoon. So now it's evening here in Finland, but during the afternoon, I was like, this is weird. I am feeling really like almost lethargic, not quite, but almost there. And then I noticed the tendency to want to fight that feeling. But then I also made the, like the conscious choice of like, okay, I'm just going to roll with it and, and tune into the body and see what the body actually needs in this moment. And it makes a difference. It really does. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. It totally does. <laughs> it does. So before we get into the meat of our conversation, which today is going to be about surrendering, letting go of control and practicing that feminine receivership or being in that receptive mode, which I'm so excited to talk about. I want to fire you some random warm-up questions to begin this conversation. And um, so either or, or what is you, this or that, this or that, <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, would you rather have a bouquet of flowers or a bottle of champagne? Bouquet of flowers any day. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> okay. Netflix and chill or hike outdoors. Oh, that's a hard one. Hike outdoors. <laughs> mm, I'm feeling it. Coffee or tea? Neither. Matcha. <laughs> I love matcha. Matcha is so good, especially with like coconut milk. <laughs> mm -hmm. Physical uh, Physical books or audiobooks physical books yes i'm so glad someone says that like physical books yes <laughs> the feeling of having like a, a book in your hand it's 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 wonderful i do like audiobooks as well but i'm i'm with you on that what is your favorite element i mean like fire water mm. and why it could be just like in this moment which i'm actually curious to know what do you feel like now I think my favorite element is water because I tend to be a little bit more fiery and I always love being in nature and having access to either the ocean or now where I live, having access to the river and yeah, it feels so beautiful and calming to my nervous system and really refreshing when I, you know, go under and, and let myself be cleansed by the water. It feels really rejuvenating for me. And yeah, definitely going with water. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What is the most exciting thing right now in your life that you really love feeling into? Mm. The most exciting thing in my life right now is I recently moved to Asheville, North Carolina, and I never, ever thought I would live here. I didn't even know what Asheville was before I found out about <laughs> it last year. 
And I'm really loving the sisterhood connection and the similarities of, of being somewhere where my friends, we all love the same things, nature, dancing, yummy, healthy, organic food from the garden, like just really all the things that I love to do and being surrounded by community and other people who have similar interests, similar lifestyles, similar values. And that's just feeling so nourishing for me right now. Mm, That sounds really exciting. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some of your stories on Instagram. So it really looks like a beautiful place. Asheville, yeah. North Carolina. It's really mad- magical is the word that I like to use. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. So I am really curious to hear your take on like reflecting back on your journey as well as your, your clients, the women that you've helped. I've, I'm sure you've heard so many stories from different women around the world this journey from wanting to control everything. We're just going to dive straight into the meat of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Wanting to control everything and being in that mode of trying to hold everything in in your hands and then journeying, making the, the conscious decision to journey from that contractive space into something more expansive, which is scary because letting go of control is, can be very scary, right? Mm -hmm. So what has been like your experience with this? What was the instigator just that, that started to point you to that direction of really tapping into that feminine state of not trying to push? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that so many women can relate to this because I talk to women all of the time and it has also been my own lived experience. I find that we often teach what we have learned, what we've embodied, what we have to go through. So I wasn't always in a space of receiving and surrender, and it is an ongoing practice that is a daily practice for me. So we'll dive into that a little bit later, but Yeah, really before I learned about feminine energy and understood this concept of surrender and letting go of control and receiving and being connected to something greater, right? Being connected to the universe, to source, having any sort of faith, right? Before that, I was really living in that place place of control in my life and Control can be really subtle or it can be really sneaky. Sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it, but it really is living in fear. When we're in fear, it's a contracted state. And when we're in fear, it's because our ego is trying to keep us safe. It's actually a survival mechanism. So in my experience, what that looked like was playing small, not being my authentic self, doing things because I thought that it would bring more acceptance or more love. And I didn't know I was doing these things at the time subconsciously, but I really followed this path of what the world expected of me, what my parents expected of me, what society expected of me. And in my case, that was following the path of eventually marrying someone at the age of 25, who was a wonderful person. 
and also wasn't necessarily the right fit for my soul and for who I am authentically. And so, you know, this control showed up in so many places in my life, but it really was in my body where I experienced a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of physical symptoms as well, digestive issues and constipation and a lot of hormone imbalances. And control really showed up as controlling my food, controlling my exercise, feeling like I always needed to take the lead or I always needed to make the plans in my relationships and my friendships feeling really thrown off, feeling really frustrated if things didn't work out how I thought they would, wanting things to happen faster than they were happening in my business. It showed up everywhere in my life. And I kept trying to fix the problem, which was in my case, feeling anxious, feeling depressed, feeling like my body wasn't doing what I wanted it to. And the more I tried to fix the problem, the worse it got. I wasn't actually solving it. And so eventually I got to a place where I feel like I didn't really have a choice but to let go of control. I found myself in the lowest point of my mental health and the lowest point with my body. I had gained a lot of weight. My digestive system was a mess. I was just constantly craving sugar and I, I was really unhappy And on the outside, my life looked great, but inside I was really struggling. And so I got to this place where I tried to figure it all out on my own. What am I going to do? How am I going to resolve this? How am I going to be happier? And eventually I ended up in the bathtub, sitting there, looking up at the sky for the first time, asking for guidance, really searching for the answers. But instead of trying to figure them out for myself, I, I said out loud, like, I surrender. Like, I need your support. I need your guidance. I'm done trying to figure this out on my own. I'm exhausted. Like, trying to control things is exhausting. And I I recognized because I had already started to do some personal development work and read a lot of books, I understood the concepts, but I hadn't embodied it yet. I hadn't really truly known what it felt like to release control, to surrender, to let go. And I, I, at that point was like, okay, there has to be a greater plan. Like there's no reason why I should be suffering like this or struggling like this. There has to be a reason for this. And please show me like what that reason is. Please show me you know, I'm, I'll use this to support others. Once I figure this out, like I need to know what's next. And from that moment, I really, that was the first time I really tuned in to something greater to my faith, to spirituality and where I stopped trying to figure it all out on my own. And the truth is that we don't have control over anything. Everything is always changing and evolving. And when we're grasping, when we're holding on to the past, when we're trying to make things work the way that we think that they should work, we're blocking the flow. We're blocking the ease. We're blocking the the natural way that things are supposed to unfold. And it wasn't until I, I surrendered and had that moment of like, all right, I give up, like I'm done, which doesn't mean I quit because I was very much like 
wanting to still figure it out, but it was like, I'm done trying to figure this out on my own and I'm open to greater guidance and support. Mm. Wow. I love that. Two points that I really want to emphasize there is I love that you brought the, brought up the, the fact that your the, the controlling tendency was actually causing like issues with your body, like your digestion and everything. I feel like a, a lot of women don't or haven't yet like made the connection of those two that there is actually <laughs> a huge connection there. Like the, the way we live, the way we think, if we are constantly in that controlling state, our body suffers with that. Yeah. A lot um, of women hold up, hold on to weight because yes. they're, they're grasping, they're holding on they're They're in that control state. Exactly. And that was happening for me too. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And that sometimes that can be like a, a huge aha moment for a woman when you've been in that, okay, I'm trying to figure things out. I'm trying to figure why this is happening. I'm trying to fix it. Like you also said, you tried to fix things, right? And that wasn't working, which also usually is what is happening if you're experiencing something like digestive issues or or in my experience, um, uh, pain in the body, chronic pain or whatever it is, excess weight, I love that you brought that up and also the, you know, fixing, trying to fix things and how that actually makes things worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what, what was it like then? If, if someone is in that position that we now stopped at, you are, you're making the decision to, to surrender. You are open to that now. Okay. I need help. I cannot do this on my own and I'm willing to let that help flow in. So what is the next step? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So surrendering is a daily practice. Like I shared before, it's actually a moment by moment practice because our mind is so conditioned to try and control things because that's the way that we feel safe. If our mind thinks that it knows what's coming next. If our mind thinks that we're figuring it out, then it feels safe. And therefore it, it feels like you're, you're in control, right? Mm -hmm. But we know that even if you try and control everything, it doesn't always work out how you want it to. And sometimes it makes it harder. It makes it more challenging. It doesn't always work out. You can't control other people. You can't control the economy. You can't control your body. Right. And so what it looks like on a daily basis is first having a daily spiritual practice where you're learning to quiet the mind or get out of the mind and into the body, because we know that the mind is what likes to control and attach on to thoughts. And that's a pattern. That's a program that has been repeated hundreds and thousands of times in your mind. And it, it's just a habit. So the more that you can take time to connect with your soul, to slow down, to get into your body, which could look like meditation, it could look like breath work, it could look like EFT, which is a tapping, uh, it's, it's a modality for releasing energy and emotions from the body, any form of somatic healing to get into the body. And I teach feminine embodiment so that you can 
come back to that state with your nervous system, teach your nervous system that you, it is safe to relax. So this is a nervous system state. When we're in control, we're in that fight or flight or freeze mode. And when you're in that surrendered state, if we look at it from an embodiment space, you're in that relaxation, you're in rest and digest, you're giving your nervous system and your hormones and your digestive system, everything that it needs to, to recover, to regenerate. So it looks like having a daily practice. And I love morning rituals, morning practices, because once we start our days, things get busy. It's easy to put other things first. And the mornings are a really sacred time. How you start your day is really important. And I'll share from my personal experience that there's many mornings where I wake up and I feel out of alignment or I don't feel inspired and excited right from the moment I wake up. It takes devotion to doing a morning practice. And that could, you could start with five minutes a day and build on that. But once I do that practice, then I am more in alignment. Then I'm more relaxed. Then I'm more at ease because it's easy when you wake up in the morning to think of, Oh, these are all the things I have to do, or this didn't happen, or I'm feeling behind, or I have to respond to this person. And you just jump into that doing mode. And instead of first, let me get my energy in alignment and then move from that place. So daily practices is one of my, my recommendations. And then the other piece is throughout the day, bringing awareness, where am I trying to control things? And you can tell when you're trying to control things, when you are in that tense state. So again, a lot of body awareness that we're building here. So shortness of breath, feeling anxious, shoulder tension, jaw clenching, um, feeling like you have a lot of anxiety or noticing that you're in your head a lot though. That's often a place when we're, we're in that hyper productivity or when we're, we're in the control space. So it's noticing when you're in that space or when you're attaching onto a thought or when you feel like you have resentment towards someone or frustration towards someone, or when you feel triggered, remembering that everything is going to work out how it's supposed to, everything's going to unfold how it's supposed to, and you trying to control or being reactive isn't going to help get to you to the solution faster. It just isn't. And so bringing awareness when you're in that state and then coming to the breath, because when we're in control, our breath is contracted. It's shallow. We can simply put one of my favorite practices, put your hands on your heart or one hand on your heart and one on your belly and simply slow down the breath. We can do it all together right now and take a big inhale. Exhale. Imagine that you're releasing any control or resistance. We can do that one more time, inhaling spaciousness and expansion. Exhaling contraction and control and resistance. And then sometimes even a little bit of shaking the hands out or shaking your body out, getting the energy flowing again is a really beautiful way to release the tension from the body, which then gives your mind the signal to relax. <laughs> yes, I love that. 
Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I love that body awareness throughout the day is, is def definitely a devotion that I also want to practice every day and try to practice every day. So potent, so powerful. Um, so let's say now that, okay, I am moving towards like uh, this path. Okay. I commit to um, a daily practice, whatever it looks like, whatever feels comfortable. And then I, I really stick with it, but then I get into those moments where I notice or not, whether it's conscious or not, I am running into that um, reaction of either fight, flight, or freeze, right? And I know that my listeners all are aware of these um, reactions in our bodies. It's a nervous system reaction, right? And um, so when these come up, let's say that um, someone is questioning what I want to do with my life, for example. Let's take an example like that. And I'm experiencing a freeze reaction in that moment. I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm being questioned or someone doesn't have faith in me or they're either like insinuating that you're not, you, you can't do that. You, who are you to think you can do that or whatever it is, right? And you feel triggered. What would you in that moment do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first, it's really important that you're intentional about who you are sharing your dreams and desires with. We want to share our dreams and desires with people who are on a similar path, who maybe are already doing what we're doing, who have similar goals and dreams. Because if you bring, I think there's a quote, don't share your big ideas with small minded people. Right. And that doesn't mean to say that other people don't know anything, but if you're bringing your ideas and your desires and your dreams to someone who doesn't get it, of course, you're going to get the response because they're afraid for you. They don't believe that it's possible and they're projecting that onto you. However, if you're in that place where you're like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. I know that I don't want to keep working in this corporate job, or I don't I don't want to keep living in this house that I'm in, or I don't want to be in this relationship that I'm in. And you're feeling really stuck and you keep hitting that wall. Again, I recommend to pause and get out of the mind, because if you keep trying, if you've tried to figure it out in your mind, a lot of my clients will be like, well, I made a pros and cons list. I've thought about all of the options. I've been through this so many times. I've tried to figure it out. Your mind is not what's going to get you to where you want to be. Your soul and your intuition is what's going to lead you to the life that you desire. And the way that we connect with our soul and our intuition is to go beyond the mind. Your mind is here to keep you safe. It is not here to support you with your expansion. And so the ways that we can get beyond the mind and reconnect with the soul, again, is through breath work is through embodiment. So feminine embodiment practices, movement, dance, anything that helps to connect you with your body, with your breath and get into kind of like that flow state. Um, you can also journaling is still like a mind-based thing, but it can help you to access your subconscious mind. And another 
option is to go out in nature, you know, like get out from behind your computer, stop trying to force it. And the, the best ideas that you're going to have, the most clarity that you're going to get is when you're not trying so hard. And it sounds so contradictory and it sounds like, well, how can I just not try? That means I'm not doing anything. And that's not true. You are, if you're focusing on and you're, you're committing to and prioritizing, even if it's 10 minutes a day to connecting with your soul, that voice is going to get louder. You're going to build more confidence and trusting yourself. And it's going to be so much more clear of what the possibilities are and allow yourself to have fun with it too. I think we can get so serious and like, I have to figure this out now. And why haven't I figured it out yet? And what's wrong with me? And I should know, I should have this figured out, right? We have this cultural social timeline of when we're supposed to get married, when we're supposed to have own a house, when we're supposed to retire, when we're supposed to do all these things. And it's like, that's not relevant. We're all on our own journey. And so really trusting and starting to, to give yourself permission to be where you're at and stop shaming yourself or making yourself wrong for where you're currently at and trusting that it's all happening in divine timing. Mm, Yes. I love that. And it can be really tricky to like, like, I love that you emphasize the, the, the question that comes to our heads like immediately like if I let go and if I'm not trying to figure it out right now then I'm not doing anything how is that gonna help me how is that gonna like fix the situation or bring me results or whatever it is it's um it feels counterintuitive it does but I guess the only way to see the you know the potential and merit of that which I've experienced as well is to have the courage to let go and see that what actually happens because your mind is so convinced that that cannot be, (laughs) that cannot be the way it has never worked like, or never worked that that's the idea that we have. Like it, how could that work? It's, it's not possible. It's not logical. It's yeah. All Mm -hmm. those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And with that, what I would say is that it's not about not taking action. Instead, what we're doing is we're, we're flipping the, the model. So the way that we're taught in our culture and in society right now to function and to make decisions is it needs to be logical and linear, and there needs to be a plan that all makes sense. And you don't take steps in that direction unless you have it all figured out. But that's not how life works. That's not how, that's not how things unfold. That's not how things evolve. So instead of using it that way, what I recommend is first tuning into your heart, tuning into your soul, getting the clarity, what inspires you, what lights you up, what excites you, what, what feels creative for you. And then once you have that inspiration and you feel clear then taking action, taking inspired action instead of forced action. And that's the masculine. The masculine is implementing, doing, planning, uh, being productive. But if we try it the other way first, we often get blocked before we even get anywhere. Now, there is one caveat to that because 
sometimes we get clarity through taking action. And I see a lot of people being like, I have to have it all figured out. I need to know exactly how I'm going to get my first client. I need to know exactly when I'm going to meet my next boyfriend. I need to know exactly where I'm going to move before I let go, before I take a step forward. And it doesn't work like that. When we take the step forward, what I have found, and it does take faith and it does take courage, we take that step forward and the universe opens doors for us new things come into our space. So for example, you know, I've had clients who, you know, they're, they're wanting to start their own businesses, for example. And so they, they teach one workshop, maybe they don't know all of their offerings. They don't have their website done. They don't have everything, but they teach one workshop at that workshop. They meet someone or they, they, they meet someone who wants to collaborate with them. And then another opportunity opens up. Right. And so that opportunity wouldn't have been there if they didn't just take that first step as an example. Mm, Yes. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's like seeing the first step on the ladder, stepping onto it and then seeing the next one. Right. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Taking one step at a time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to this now, um, what was it that I had on my mind? Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, this, this just intuitively come, came to me. Um, if you are presented uh, a work opportunity or whatever it is, it could be anything really, something that you are asked to commit to. And so basically, this is a question about decision-making process. What is your take on this? Like, how do you approach making big or small decisions? It doesn't really matter, but usually if they're big that, you know, take more time to, you know, reflect upon. What is your take on that? Like, how, how do you feel into the right direction to go in? If you get what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I teach a lot a lot of this with my students, with my, my clients, and, and it, it becomes easier over time to start to feel into what is my intuition guiding me to do versus what is my ego or my fear? Is this a fear-based decision or is this a a decision that does feel true for me? And again, what I would say is it comes back to the body. So I invite someone to take that decision instead of deciding right away sit in meditation with it, be with it and check in with your body. Does this feel light and expansive? Does this feel energizing or does this feel heavy and does it feel contractive? And it can be confusing because sometimes when something is expansive, it can also feel really scary, right? So we, this is a a more nuanced process, but what I would say is that when we let our intuition guide does this feel good, I'll give you an example of one of my clients. She had an opportunity for a promotion at work. And when she felt into it, she was already in a place of burnout. And this new position was going to give her more money, but it was also going to give her more responsibility and more hours. Her mind wanted that. Her mind wanted the position because she had been working so hard towards it. She had climbed the ladder and 
when she really checked in with her body, the only reason why she would take that position is because she was afraid that she wasn't going to make enough money if she didn't take that position. So we worked through that and she went with the decision, okay, I'm not going to take this position. It doesn't feel right for me, even though logically it makes sense. Like on paper, of course I want more money. Of course I want to get the title, but she was in that space of trust. The next month, the hospital that she was working at created an incentive program. And had she taken the promotion, she wouldn't have been able to take the incentive program. And what happened was, is she ended up making more money working the same hours that she was working and having more flexibility with her schedule. And these are the things that happen that we can't see that we, that we don't know are going to happen, but it takes a lot of trust and faith. And so I love that example because I feel like it's so relevant to whether it's a job situation or a relationship situation. Like it just is so real that our mind often thinks it wants certain things because we're afraid, right? We're afraid if we don't take it, we're not going to have another opportunity. It's not going to work out, but there's so many other possibilities when we really choose to listen and live in alignment with that. Mm. That is uh, such a cool example. I love that. Such a cool example. Yes, definitely. I love that expansive versus that contracted space and that heaviness that you can feel. And um, it has been quite eye-opening for me personally when I started practicing that because we're taught to make decisions just with our logical mind. Like that, that's just the way it is. Like, like there, no one teaches this at school or rarely, rarely do you have parents to teach you these things either. So it, it can be a, a game changer for sure. So mm-hmm. when we're practicing now, we're moving forward um, in this journey of letting go of control and practicing surrender. Let's say now you're starting to date a man and you find or you, you just start noticing that you're not letting this man lead because those um, controlling tendencies are still cropping up. And especially in a romantic uh, relationship situation, they usually do like, <laughs> crop up all the tendencies that we have. What would you say to this, this woman who is in this situation? She wants to let go, but it's really hard for her to mm-hmm. let this man lead because she's so used to you know, grasping everything and trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so relatable for me. I think for most women who are ambitious and who are used to being leaders or taking control in their life and their career, being really, you know, like you said, it could be controlling or, or really methodical about things that doesn't necessarily work when it comes to romantic relationships. And I like to look at this from an energetic perspective. I look at a lot of things through the lens of energy. So if we're trying to grasp and control someone else or the relationship and and think about where that comes from, first get connected to 
why might I be trying to control this? It might be, I really want a relationship so badly and I really want this to work out. Or if I don't take the lead, then I'm afraid that they're not going to reach out or they're not going to plan anything. And then we're not going to do the things that I want to do. And it's not going to move forward in the direction that I want to, or maybe it's coming from a place of anxiety where you have anxious attachment and you're feeling like you need to control this other person because you've attached your safety onto them. So when we're in that mode of grasping, it's not a very inviting or soft or feminine or receiving space to be in. And it actually emasculates and takes energy away from men being able to lead. Wouldn't you rather be in a relationship where you feel like a man is pursuing you? where you feel chosen, where you feel like this person is putting in effort and where they are meeting you. This doesn't mean that you never take the lead. It doesn't mean that you can't be yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to pretend like nothing's bothering you ever, but it simply is starting to notice, okay, am I always the one who's making plans? Am I always trying to get us to the next step of the relationship? And if you are, remember that that energy actually takes away from the attraction, the magnetism, the chemistry. It doesn't allow him to come towards you. It pushes him away or keeps him at a distance. And so when we understand this energetic exchange that happens, masculine-feminine polarity, which isn't just in... um, it just, it it isn't just in relationships where it's a man and a woman. This also shows up in, in with a man and a man or a woman and a woman. These are energies that we're talking about. One person has to be in their masculine. One person has to be in their feminine. And so first it's just noticing where are you trying to control and where did you learn that too? Maybe you learned that from your, your parents dynamic. Maybe you observed that when you were younger, that your mom took care of everything and, and your dad didn't. Right. So, so starting to look at where maybe did I learn these patterns and these habits, where do they come from the self-awareness? And then when you're doing it is coming back again to that place of trust and faith. If this is supposed to be I trust that it's going to work out. If I'm in this relaxed state and I'm not controlling everything, then I'm more enjoyable to be around. I'm more magnetic. I'm more playful. And when you're in that space, it's regardless of whether this person ends up being your life partner or not, then you still get to enjoy the process and you still get to enjoy being with this person. So kind of letting go of this idea that, everyone that you date needs to be your forever person is a really big part of this letting go of control and really trusting that you're going to meet this person or these people in the perfect place in the perfect time. And it takes a lot of ongoing practice when those thoughts and fears come up. And again, going back to the body and using the practices to breathe through it, to move the energy through, to dance the energy out, because it can be intense. Sometimes that feeling of control, it can be really hard to let go. Mm, Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So true. So true. And, and I love that, that you brought that up because I feel like a lot of women in the dating, uh, dating world, or even, even in a relationship or, or being married, um, 
I feel like it's, it's no fun. Like it's, it's, it's a job to be done or it's a task on the list, like get this, you know, sorted and, and, um, fix it, fix this up, you know, make it work. And, and there's that contraction again. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it takes away the fun and the enjoyment of it. And a lot of women I know they're dreading the, the whole world of like meeting people and, and potentially even finding that life partner because it's it's just the ex- experience in the past has been that it's um it's hard work or it never works out or you always end up feeling crappy or it, it's just it's just always that trying to make it work and then it doesn't mm-hmm. feeling that disappointment over and over and then feeling like well what's the point Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that because it, if we can tune in and we can surrender and not attach, you know, get attached to the outcome, then we can feel the, the fun of it. We can actually learn to have fun in the process. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'll find that you start attracting different men. The more that you start practicing this in other areas of your life, including your dating, you know, this is a new approach. So maybe in the past, if dating has felt stressful or discouraging or disappointing, well, yes, you're going to be going back into dating or you're going to put yourself out there again, but you're taking a new approach. You're practicing new ways of being. And when you are showing up in this different energy, then you're going to start to attract men who want to show up, men who are emotionally available, men who like to take the lead and to plan things. But when you're energetically in that grasping, controlling place, you're going to keep attracting men who, who don't do that. Or even if they want to do it, you're not giving them the space to do it. And I've found this in my own life. You know, men love when I allow them to be a man, when I allow them to take the lead, they're like, wow, I feel so masculine. I'm like, duh, because (laughs) you're, you're, you're in the masculine role. Like, and it's more fun for me. You know, I love being in the feminine and being taken care of and someone else being thinking about, I plan so much in my life. I would much rather like my partner plan most things and in a relationship. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Definitely. Definitely. And it's the same thing, like, you know, in a long-term relationship, you can still like tap into that. I, at least I found in my experience that I started to feel the fun again. I started to experience the playfulness again, when I tapped into this surrender and, and being in the feminine so that my husband has the space to be in the masculine. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. This has been amazing, Amy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to get this episode out to my listeners. And before you go, one last question is, what do you most cherish about being a woman? Hmm. What I most cherish about being a woman is feeling like feeling really deeply being connected to my emotions and being connected to my body is really such a big part of aliveness and experiencing life in the full fullest spectrum in the fullest range. Yeah. Yes. I love that. 
beautiful. Mm. So where can we find you? What would you have on offer? Anything exciting coming up for you in your professional sphere? Always. There's always something. <laughs> I love creating. I love creating spaces for women to gather. I love creating spaces for healing and transformation. So I have a couple of great places for, for your listeners to start. That way you can get tapped in and see what's coming up next. So first I would recommend to download my free morning ritual. It's a 20 minute audio guide, and you can find that through the link in my Instagram bio, or I'll hand, I'll make sure to send it over so that it's in the show notes. And once you download that, then you'll be on the email list and be able to get any workshops or anything that's coming up. You can also find me on the feminine frequency podcast, and that's a lovely place to tap into more feminine energy and I usually have either one or multiple group programs going and lots of workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching. So come on over to Instagram, come say hello, send me a message. I would really love to personally hear what you took away from this conversation and make a personal connection over there. Mm, amazing. Amazing. I'll put the links in the show notes. Thank Beautiful. you so much, Amy, for being here. I hope that you have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new as well as received some serious inspiration on your feminine journey. And I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast and subscribe. It really helps in the podcasting world so that we can reach more women who might be interested in these types of topics. And if you're curious to hear my music, you can always check out JoM on any of the streaming platforms and the link will be in the description below. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to have you join me in the next episode.